Welcome to the Rule Revival Podcast. I'm your host, Dana Larson. This week, we're with Molly Knuth of Molly Knuth Media in Cascade, Iowa. From full-time teacher to a stay-at-home mom to now being a social media boss, Molly is sharing how she built her business and how her personable approach resonated with a small-town audience on social media. We talk about current trends she is seeing and the role small business social media can play in building momentum for small-town revival. Plus, some of her best tips for small businesses on social media and how to avoid burnout, because burnout is real. Molly is dropping some gold, and I am excited for you to listen. So here we go with my friend, Molly Canoe. All right, well, we're here today with Molly Knuth of Molly Knuth Media in Cascade, Iowa. Molly, it is so good to be here. The last time we were here was what? 2019, end of 2019. End of 2019, before the world changed, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We've been through a lot since then. Oh my gosh. It seems like an eternity ago, but in the same breath, it's like, gosh, it feels like forever since we were like, I don't know. It's just a crazy timeline of events. But anyway, yeah, it's been a long time since you and I have sat across the table from one another, no and kidding. I'm so excited. It's good to be back. I'm actually here. I get to speak to the town of Cascade tonight at their annual chamber dinner. So I am so pumped. Day. I've wanted to share your message with the business and the community at large for a long time. And we had this planned for March of 2020. But then as we all know things change, so I'm so excited we can do it tonight. Yes, me too. Well, tell us about you. This is your hometown, right? Oh my gosh. So yeah, I'm Molly. I am born and raised here in Cascade, which is in the eastern part of Iowa. We are not very far from the Mississippi River, so I say we're about 30 minutes from Dubuque, if anybody knows where that is. But this is my hometown. I went to school here. I I taught school here when I got my teaching degree. My husband has a farm here. And yeah, now we are raising our own children. So it's just a nice little circle. Yes, I love it. What was it like growing up here? It's a great place to raise a family. I think like when I look back on my childhood, we grew up on the east end of town. So I was like two blocks from the swimming pool and one block from my elementary school. So I had like prime location. (laughs) So in the summer months, it was like, we could just take a straight shot to the pool. It was awesome. But I think about like, you think of that small town Americana feel. And that's totally what this was. Like we rode our bikes up and down the sidewalk of our street. Our neighbors were outside in their lawn chairs and they would like yell at us from across the street as we were out shooting hoops. Um, When I went to school, I walked, and it was just like a nice little community, and we would come together for like youth softball and t-ball, and then as I got into high school, it was like drama and plays and choir concerts, and the community came out to support one another, and it's just been a really great place to grow up, and then now as I'm raising a family, it's a great place to raise my kids. Yeah. How have you seen it change here over the years? It has changed so much. So when I talk about like growing up here as a kid, like the main street of our town used to be a major thoroughfare. It was Highway 151 going right through downtown. So we would have semi-traffic. We would have, now it's a bypass that opened in like 2002, I think. But that was a major change when that main traffic source was moved outside of town. So some of the businesses on the main street 
you know, they had to adjust to less foot traffic. And then we, as a community, had to kind of regroup. And full transparency, that was like my late years of high school, early years of college. So I was in and out of that. But when I moved back here as a young adult to like begin my adult years, you know, a lot of the storefronts in downtown were empty. There were some that were occupied, which was great, but it was definitely like an aging downtown. And now I look at it and I'm like, oh, we have restaurants, we have a boutique, we have a coffee shop, we have a flower shop that just opened. And it's just definitely gone through its ups and downs, but we have a lot of entrepreneurs here. We have people who are willing to take risks. We have people who are like just dedicated and devoted to seeing things through. And I think that has allowed this town to withstand some of those struggles. And now that we're kind of like, I feel like we're on the cusp of something big and I'm really excited for it. Yeah, I can see that too. I mean, I just look at how much has changed since the last time I was here Mm -hmm. and you and I walked up and down the street and you were sharing with me like your vision for the town and all this. And now we're like, we're walking in it. It's awesome. And I can't take credit for that. Like I honestly, I don't have a building downtown or anything like that. I work out of my office, but When I started my business, I wrote down like a game plan of what I wanted to see in 10 years. And I just like, I didn't just commit to like what I wanted to see. I said, it would be so cool if we could have a coffee shop. It would be so cool if we could have like a walking foot traffic and places to go downtown. And then I think just like putting it out there and just like communicating my vision sometimes like feel like that just kind of manifested so not to be woo woo but I'm like yeah a lot of things on my list five years ago I'm like dang yeah checking those boxes right off (laughs) I love it and I you know you don't have a building downtown yet who knows but yeah put it out there (laughs) (laughs) but I do want you to talk about your work because I do feel like your work has played a role in this with helping other small businesses so Molly Knuth Media Tell us about that. Sure. So I was a teacher by trade. So I was teaching high school language arts, and I have a minor in educational technology, which was just like a fancy way to say, like, I learned up-and-coming technological apps and ways that I could incorporate it in my classroom. So as my family grew, my husband and I decided that it was time to maybe, like, have one of us at home. So I was a stay-at-home mom for a couple years, and I found that I wanted a way to like contribute to our family, like financially, but also I wasn't like, I didn't have goals. So like, I loved having the days with my kids when they were young and it was so fun. But there was one morning I just remember being like, I'm not working towards anything. And I'm a very goal driven person. So I was just kind of on the lookout for something. And lo and behold, I had a family member who started a business across town and they were like, Hey, we just need some help with like random office assistant work. Can you help us with that? So I was like, okay. And this was in 2016. And I said, you know, we might be like, maybe we want to try some marketing. Maybe let's try a Facebook page. Cause I had used Facebook for my classroom to like, we had a book drive and I went from like a hundred books in my classroom library to 500 because of Facebook posts. And there were various committees I was part of, and we had a lot of luck with just putting things out on Facebook. So I told this uh, business person, like, let's give this a shot. So we did. And it was 
really helpful in getting the word out for them. And so he told a friend of his who also owned a business. So I started helping them with some stuff. And then that person told another person and it was like late 2016, early 2017. And I had three clients that wanted me to just help them with Facebook stuff. And I remember going to a workshop in early 2017 I just came across it in a Facebook ad and it was happening in like Southwest Wisconsin. Um, Her name is Missy and she was putting on a workshop, Facebook for business. And so I went to it with an open mind, but I remember raising my hand and saying, so you're telling me people will pay me to do Facebook posts for them. She's like, yes. And they'll need what you have to offer. I'm like, all right, I'm in business. So then in 2017, I started Molly Knuth Media and it started as just doing organic Facebook posts. I was just trying stuff that worked and it ended up working with the audience because I think I was approaching it not from like, uh, I don't know how to say it, but like I wasn't being super strategic. I was just going into it as a personable way. Like I thought small town businesses operated, like I was creating conversations with posts and I was like showing people things that I saw in real storefronts, but just putting it out on social media instead of being super strategic about everything. And so that hit home with a lot of people in this area. So over the years, I've been able to help different businesses with Facebook, Instagram, websites, podcasting now. And so it's just kind of evolved. And I think that it's helped bring some attention, not only to my business clients, but also to our community, because it's very, very evident, like that something's going on here. And we've got a lot of successes happening and people are noticing it. Yeah. Well, you're really good at it, too, so that helps. (laughs) Well, thanks. Yes. Um, You kind of stepped into this and realized small businesses are the way to go for you. Like, that's what fits what you're doing. So what is it that you love about working with small businesses? I think small businesses and small town small businesses are really like the backbone of a community because when I look around – Like just driving here, for example, I drove past our Little League field. And in the outfield fence, there are all of these signs of corporations and businesses in our community that sponsor the Little League Youth League. And there was an event for the local public school today. And they had it because of sponsorships from local businesses. And we were able to build a new daycare center for our community in 2015, largely because of business donations. And I really feel that Business, businesses in small towns, not only are they willing to support their own financially, but they also are like a place where you can stop in and they know you and they know your grandparents and they want to talk to you about your day. And they're invested in the community now and how the community is going to be 10, 15, 20 years from now. And talking with these business owners, hearing their successes and their struggles and just showing their everyday things that they do is so much fun. And I love being able to show that to people out on social media. Yeah. Do you see a connection between small business social media and the revival and revitalization that's happening in our small towns? And oh, then like- for sure. Yeah. I think that social media is where people are spending their time right now. And, you know, 20 years ago, people may have been getting their entertainment you know, walking downtown or going to the park or going into the bar on the weekends. Now people are finding their news and catching up with friends and classmates on Facebook or Instagram or TikTok or wherever. But 
I really do think that social media is the way to spread the word and get people excited and fired up about stuff. Yeah, I'm with you for sure. I think that seeing and showing off what businesses do on the day-to-day and being like open and honest about it. And when I'm working with clients, like we focus on not only the things they do for the business, but we talk about how are they active in the community? Are they on the chamber board? Are they... Is there a fundraiser or something going on in town? Are they excited to have this new business? Maybe it's not their business, but maybe we want to share this new restaurant that came to town from their page just because they're so proud of the town that they came from. And doing all of that really does create something bigger than just a business Facebook page. It connects people to the town at large. And I do think that like when we go out there and talk about our communities and the places that we're from and how much we love them, It does create a buzz and people are excited. And while there may not be like direct connections and tangible results that can say, well, this person did this post and it influenced that, I do think it creates a buzz and a positivity that gets people excited and gets them thinking about ways that they can contribute to the town and it just helps everybody. Yeah, it builds into the momentum. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We um, we had the opportunity a few years ago to be part of an organization called Community Heart and Soul. So it's a nationwide organization that's like a framework for taking your small town and making it better. And its approach is to actually talk about the people who talk to the people who live there and find out what's important to them. What are their ideas? How can they make it better? And as we were involved in that process, we had the opportunity to have the director of the organization Um, His name is David Leckie from Vermont. He came to our town and he said, you know, this concept that I just talked about, he's like, a lot of what we do in community heart and soul, we can't have direct connections to saying we influence that. But there are so many things happening in these small towns where heart and soul is taking place that I can't help but wonder if it contributes to that momentum or that it generates that excitement that gets more positive things to happen. And that really has stuck with me since hearing him say that. Yeah. How have you seen social media in the time that you've been working in in social media accounts? How have you seen it change? Well, in 2016, 2017, when I got started, you know, it was kind of a new concept here. In small towns, like, it wasn't a new thing to do marketing on social media like in the big picture. But here in my small town, it was not something that people did as like a job. Obviously, I was kind of like on the outside, like people are, so what's that Facebook thing you're doing? Like at the grocery (laughs) store, they'd be like, oh, I saw that video you put out. And they're like, when do you go back to teaching now? And I'm like, well, actually, this is what I do for a job. But so I do think that when I was getting started, it was very novel. It was a new concept. And anytime we put a post out, people like I'm saying people, but I mean like followers or people on social media, like they just loved it. We were getting likes, we were getting reach and everybody was just like so enthralled by this new thing and seeing the videos that were coming from their favorite store downtown and seeing the pictures of the people who worked behind the register that they talked to every day, they were just like, they thought it was great. And then as social media has evolved and this has caught on and more businesses are doing it, it's just like, it's a little harder to gain traction. And it's, I mean, you just have to like think about things differently. And I just always find myself when I'm having those moments of being like, why can't I not get this to hit? I have to like go back to, okay, am I thinking too strategically? 
Am I forgetting the small town values? Am I forgetting those roots? And when I do that and I go back to talking about people, featuring pictures of the downtown, featuring pictures of what my clients are doing, when we go back to those roots about what makes a small town business great, that's when it becomes successful again. Yeah. Where do you see social media going? I mean, we've seen a lot just in the past year shift with censoring and just all different kinds of things that weren't on the radar before. So where do you see that going? Oh my gosh. It has just been, (laughs) it's been a ride. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I do see a lot of changes and shifts. So I always tell people that have questions. I'm like, I always advocate to have a Facebook page because even though Facebook goes in and out of vogue, it is like a really powerful tool to have in your marketing arsenal. And I know that it can be a lot. And there are days when I am drained of it too, just as much as the next person. And it was, I mean, it's a very contentious place. And so I do see a trend of people like maybe pulling away from Facebook. Maybe it's for the short term. Maybe they're just deleting the app off their phone and only logging in at certain times from their desktop. So I do see like kind of a shift away from Facebook in some of those contexts and more of a shift into like Instagram or TikTok. Um, And I think that's, you just have to kind of pay attention to who's your target market. Like when I think about Facebook for small town businesses, I always tell people like everybody knows how to operate Facebook, right? They can be 18 years old. They can be 68 years old. They know how to navigate Facebook for the most part. So if you want to market to a lot of people in a short, in a small radius, Facebook is good. If you have a more niche market, like you're advertising a product for women in their thirties, that demographics on Instagram. So you just kind of have to know who you're marketing to. And I think back when I started, we could just put anything out that we wanted. And it was like, oh, we hit a home run. (laughs) And now we do have to say, okay, where's our target hanging out at? And how do we talk to them and connect with them on their level? Yeah. You mentioned that um, and I, I will attest to this, you can get burnout, you know, from social media. So do you have any tricks or tips for how to shift your mindset so that you don't find yourself burning out? Mm, I Burnout is real. Yeah. <laughs> On social media, I have it too. Um, some of the things that I do are just like, things that you can find on your phone. So you can turn on those like shutdown hours. So when I'm feeling super burned out, I'll turn on those shutdown times. So I can't access the apps from like four till 8 p.m. Or I'll just shut down certain apps. Maybe I'll mute an app or I'll just delete it from my phone. And I do that with Facebook sometimes. I do that with Instagram sometimes. But um, there's an app for business owners specifically called Facebook business. Oh shoot. Now I'm going to get the name wrong. I think it's called business studio or something like that. But anyway, I keep that app on there. So if any important messages or comments come through, I don't miss those for my clients. But then if I don't have the actual Facebook app, I'm not distracted by like, well, this person posted that. And then that person replied and oh my gosh, can you believe it? So (laughs) that kind of stuff is not going to distract me, but I can still catch those important messages and comments that are coming in. Well, I think that's great advice. So with the whole burnout thing, how do you work with people to help free them up for other things? Like, cause like you said, burnout is real, but then maintain their voice in their social media. Okay. So this is a good one. Um, when I am working with a client 
I do my best to just like get to know them. And maybe it's not like, what do you do? What are the services and the products you offer? What's your radius? That's all important. But like getting to know them, how do they sound? What are some of those words that they use all the time that maybe they don't even hear themselves say anymore? But like you always say, girl, or or you always say, you know, and stuff. And so then I try to incorporate that into some of the captions that I write. So it sounds like them and it sounds like what they would say when they show up at your door to service your electrical panel. Um, So I try to maintain their voice. And I am always like just keeping an eye out on like trends that I notice that maybe are applicable or news that is new. Maybe there's something about the community that I'm like, oh, this would really tie in well to this client because they care about the military. And so I just try to have an overall awareness of the business and then the values that they have so I can be on top of those kind of things and give an accurate representation of who they are. Yeah. Aside from like the burnout piece, is there like one tip that you would recommend for people social media wise? Oh my gosh. Okay. So if you're on Facebook marketing your business, I would just kind of reiterate some of the things I've already hit on. Go back to those small town things that you might find like not so special or maybe like mundane in your daily routine. And that's what you focus on. And people will love it. So I think about some of my clients like my clients run the gamut. I have a convenience store client. I have an earth moving client. I have an electrician client. But when we focus on the people on their team or we show a picture of like where they were spotted, like last week I posted a picture of my electrician's service van, like just randomly out on a street in the community and people loved it. And it's just like creating those pieces that they recognize, oh, that's in my town and that's you in my town. And they love that kind of stuff. So I would just say, go back to those roots of what, like, what do you love about doing your business? What are some of those small things that you might think are mundane, but they are actually very unique and they show people a little behind the scenes of your business. That's going to work well. On Instagram, if you're on Instagram, you can do all of that stuff too, but I would really hit reels. And I think those, they're those short little videos that are like 15 seconds to 60 seconds in length. But those are great way. That's a great tool on Instagram to increase your um, awareness and just like name recognition because you can get like I have a reel that got twelve thousand views and I'm I'm very happy with that. But yeah, so I was just like, okay, this is this is cool. Let's keep doing this. So it's been reels are a big thing for Instagram right now. Yeah, you've seen your business expand a lot even since I've known you. I mean, this has really Mm -hmm. taken off, which is super exciting. How have you grown your team? How have you managed that growth? Oh, my gosh. As any entrepreneur who listens to this podcast knows, there's always seasons of business, right? So when I was starting out, I knew that I wanted to do a lot of client work, and but I also knew that there would be a limit to what I would be able to do time-wise. Like, I could only have so many clients because... I just wouldn't have time to service everybody's needs. And you have a family. Yeah, I've got a family on top of it. (laughs) So I figured out pretty quickly that my best way to help the most number of people was going to be to have multiple avenues of my business, if you will. So like back in 2017, 2018, Facebook released, which this sounds like we've had it forever, but really we haven't. They released Facebook Live Video. And 
I had been reading articles about how this new feature was coming out and I was like, this is something. Maybe I should just like jump on this trend because I know that the algorithm is automatically going to favor that kind of like reels on Instagram today. Mm -hmm. So I started using Facebook Live as a teaching tool. So I would show up maybe like for a while I was showing up monthly with like a 45 minute training. So I could say, okay, we're going to learn about Facebook ads today. And it was a free training just from my Facebook business page, but it helped me like show up to a new audience. It helped establish my authority and my expertise. And I was using that algorithm to my advantage. So I was able to just like show up and share what I knew, but it was also kind of a recruitment tool for people who are thinking about working with me. So once I had that established, and then in 2020, what I realized, and it took a push from a female entrepreneur friend, she's like, hey, we need to partner up and let's do a workshop. And I was like, okay, we can't meet in person for workshops, so let's do this virtually. So we did a Zoom, like four-week course talking about small business foundations. And then since then, I've had like monthly paid workshops where I can still do this, where I'm teaching I can incorporate my love of teaching. I can incorporate my love of small business. I can teach them social media. But now it's another revenue stream for my business. And when I have that, now I can bring other people on my, on board. So I've got some people on my team. And the way I grew my team, at first I brought somebody on board who could just help me with whatever tasks I gave her. And that was so helpful. And then now as we've kind of grown, I've been able to specialize my team members. So one person is in charge of podcast editing. One person is in charge of copywriting. Another person is, she's an intern, but she's fantastic. She's helping me create content and get it scheduled. And another person is helping me with this work, these workshops. So everybody's kind of got a specialty. And then we bring it all together in a final package for our client. So that's kind of the approach I've taken. Yeah. And you, you've had interns, right? Mm -hmm. And she, I don't know, I've just been really lucky. A lot of people have approached me and said, hey, if you ever need help, you know, I would love to work with you. And so I'm like, all right. So uh, she was at the high school and she's like, you know, I'm really interested in communications and public relations. She's also a family member of mine. And I was like, hey, you know what? I need some summer help. So come on over and we will, I'll show you how to do some of this. And she took the entry level stuff and just rocked it. So I was like, all right, here we go. We're doing this. And then she's graduating this year. But I'm like, you cannot leave me. You have to stay on. So she's like, I will. Oh, thank God for Thank God for Nora. Shout out. But yeah, so I've got really great team members who just knock my socks off every day. Love it. Love it. And you're part of our Cultivate team. And so we get to see them pop on the screen every once in a while during our calls. <laughs> yeah, Nora's going to be back for the summer. So she'll be in my office with me and she'll be able to wave in again. Awesome. So you've also, in this process, started your own podcast. Tell mm -hmm. us about that. So my podcast is similar to yours in that it's about small towns and small businesses, so it's called Small Minded. Um, I kind of go back and forth in having guests, and a lot of them are just from my network. So I've had people who are brand photographers, and we talk about the importance of having professional brand photography. I've had a local um, person who I met last year in 2020. I feel like I've known her forever, but she is a certified like life coach, and so she was on giving us tips about work-life balance and managing the burnout, and I've just had, I'm really lucky to be connected to a lot of really cool people, and they're all from small towns, and so I want to give them a platform to share. So, and then sometimes I balance it out with like a solo cast. So I'll give tips about social media or I'll share about motherhood. And then I just give a variety of episode types and formats. 
Awesome. Well, we will link to that in the show notes so everybody can well, check that out. thank you. What are, what do you think are some of the key things that you've learned as a small business owner through this journey that would be helpful for other people to know? Well, I guess one of the big things, and I was just on a call yesterday about virtual assistants, and I had someone, again, she contacted me. She's like, hey, I would really like to be able to do this virtual assistant thing. I've heard about it, but I'm just wondering how to do it. So we talked and we figured out how to bring her on board at MKM and we're not, now we're not just offering social media services. We also have this virtual assistance. So it still comes into those values where we're helping small town, small businesses work more efficiently, manage their time and skills better. We're just offering a different service. And so on this call, we were just talking about how can virtual assistants get their leg up? How can they start uh, getting their name out there and getting some clients? And my big piece of information that I will give everybody today too is that it's such a learning curve. You can't expect to be perfect Mm -hmm. straight out the gate. And the best thing you can do is communicate that to other people. So as we were rolling out this new service, we had a couple people come on board as clients and we were just like, hey, we're going to do our best and we're going to give you like everything we can, but it might be messy. We might not have it right the first shot, but we will figure it out. And we would learn things and we'd make mistakes and we'd fix them. And I think that is something that I've gone through in every season of business. I didn't have my pricing right at first. I still probably don't. I didn't like, I didn't manage tasks the way I probably should have, but there's no way to know that until you try it and work through it. So don't be afraid to try things and then work with it as you go. Yeah. I think that's great advice. Well, what's next for you and for Cascade? I mean, lots of exciting things going on. Oh my gosh. So we are, so Community Heart and Soul has been a years long committee that I was part of. It started in 2018 and we were going to like do the last hurrah, have a community event in May of 2020. And we were sitting at a committee meeting in March and we're like, you know what guys, we might not be able to have this event. And I was like, there's no way we are not having this event. We are having it. And you know, I was wrong, but, (laughs) (laughs) but so we are finally like getting back on board with that committee and we are seeing the fruits of our efforts. So what we did was like, we surveyed the town, found out what they want to see. So now we can share back with them and share back with committee, other committees in the community and say, Hey, people said they wanted to see more welcome. And so we think we could renovate like a welcome space, or we can have new welcome bags, or we can maybe have a welcome wagon, or like block parties. So we're going to have very soon this summer an opportunity to share out that information and plant those seeds and ideas in people's heads and like let those kind of start. Um, We have a new farmer's market coming to town. We have New business is popping up. Our Main Street is developing. There's going to be a Main Street Revitalization Committee forming, I think. Um, our city just put together a facade redevelopment program, so that's kicking off. Oh, gosh, I don't know. There's a ton of stuff that's happening here, and it's just really, really cool. Oh, our new pool opened. There was Yay. a capital campaign in 2018 to build a new pool. It opened for like a week in two. 2020 and then we had to close it for COVID so now it's like open for the summer the kids are so excited wow (laughs) it's gonna be great very fun well everyone keep your eye on Cascade because there's a lot of good things going on here we should do a town feature we should do a town feature 
I could connect you to some really awesome people that have great ideas. Oh my gosh. We're going to make this happen. For sure. Let's do it. Okay. Awesome. We'll start it tonight. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Molly, how do we follow along with you and everything that you have going on? And and are you taking new clients? Uh, I have a wait list right now, so I can't take on new clients, but I do have... Um, workshops that are always on different topics. So you can sign on for the workshops. We also have group accountability programs. So if you're somebody who has the skills, but you just need like reminders to actually get that post out, we have those every quarter. So you can find out more information about those at my website, mollyknuthmedia.com. And I'm at mollyknuthmedia on Facebook and Instagram. Those are my most active channels, but that's where you can find me. Okay, perfect. We'll link to all that in the show notes. Molly, thanks for being on the podcast. Thank you so much. I'm not kidding. So behind my desk in my office, I have a pin board, and it's got that five-year plan and 10-year plan like I talked about. It's got my, like, brand kit, so I have all my stuff in front of me, and it's got my bucket list. And I'm going to go home, and I'm going to check off Rural Revival Podcast. I'm so excited. Thank you you so much for this opportunity. I will. I'll post it on Instagram. Okay. Awesome. (laughs) I love that so much. And I just want to shout out to you, too. You have been on board with this from the very beginning. And so thank you. You've always just been a great advocate of everything that I've been doing. And I appreciate that so much. And I just love that we get to share a love for small towns, small businesses. It's great. Thank you, Dana. I Yeah, I think I, I was trying to go back and say, what was the first episode I listened to? But I think it was episode three. Wow. And because I remember like, did you, you had Emma Hicks and you had, um, what was that April hotel Wilkes. in Grinnell? Oh, yeah. That was yep. one of the, oh my the gosh. Hotel Grinnell. I took so many notes from that episode. Yeah. But yeah, I love everything you do. And I love the support the locals shirt. I wear that all the time. So I love a revival. I love it. Thank, Thank you, you, Molly. <laughs> Well, what a fun interview this was for me. It has been so fun to watch Molly's business grow, and I love her heart for her hometown of Cascade. Everybody, go follow Molly for some great social media tips that are very applicable to your small town business. She is a great resource. And all week long, we will be featuring stories of rural revival happening in Cascade, Iowa. So head over to the blog or check out the show notes for more. Want to get people talking about what could be in your small town? I'm excited to announce our new What Could Be Tour kit to help take your community on a tour through your town's vacant buildings and show them what's possible. From building cleanup days to staged storefronts to engaging other local businesses, this tour is a great way to spark economic development in your community and shift the mindset from what used to be to what could be. And our tour kit shows you how to do all of this on a $0 budget with the help of volunteers and sponsors. Head to our website for more info and get your kit today. Huge thanks to Molly for being on the podcast today. And thanks to you for tuning in. Have a great day, everybody. 